Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of news to talk about this week. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. Well, to be perfectly honest, I didn't. I actually I had a pretty rough weekend. Uh, I've had a pretty rough week. We've got a ton of news to get into. I am coming off of losing my voice this week uh, after a cold that I'm still dealing with. So I've got some cough drops. I've got some tea. I've got some water. I just took some painkillers. So let's see what we can do. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They are the ones that are supporting this content to make sure that the bills are paid. They're showing their support, their appreciation for the content that I make. It means the world to me because I genuinely don't expect it. Um, but for some reason, you all feel like it's it's warranted, and I'm not going to say no to that. Um, so I will say thank you instead. So shout out to all the patrons. I love you all so much. It really does mean the world to me. Again, we do have the uh, second guild available for the patrons who have the Gold Hoarder channel in the Discord. Just let me know. We'll get you hooked up. Um, I know I was getting a couple invites out later uh, than I expected. So fortunately, just hopefully if you guys uh, want to get into one of the guilds, um, let me know. One of them is full. The other still has some spots open. Uh, I can definitely get you in there. So thank you to people's republic l cute balls blue turtle v1 cap chonky captain hatchet captain hayes chateau noof super pack zombie killer cloud cosmic johnson static mirror iron john davram tv el jefe esteban fergatron godhammer six i'm dependent now jorby jorbs Jay hood harl embo hazia the aficionado cryptic slayer lumpy srq Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Munis Max, Nipperkim, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rustbelt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, and for the first time coming between Big Bad Pad and Mina Fairy is Adorable. Welcome. We've then got, of course, Mina Fairy, Anthony N. Jr., Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, the Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H., Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Luke Lord the Insipid Ghost, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your love and support. And shout out to the Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, who just got a spotlight of their very own over on the Sea of Thieves website. So if you do want to find out more about them and all of the awesome stuff that they do tied to lore, writing up articles for the Golden uh, Sands blog post over on Medium, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that you don't know about them that you should. They're a fantastic friend and I really appreciate them. Uh, and I'm so glad that they're in this community. So thank you, Dre, for all that you do, for all the stuff that you've helped me do. And I'm so glad that you were able to get that uh community spotlight finally so um pirates with that i'm i'm gonna work through this we're gonna I'm, we're gonna get into the news let's get started all right pirates first on today's docket i have to give you an apology um it is tuesday the 16th and you usually listen to podcasts on monday um I don't like to normally delay content. I usually try not to. I usually like to have that regular Monday schedule, and that's kind of what we'll be getting back into with uh, the coming Monday. 
but unfortunately I got a really bad cold this last week um, and I still did a couple podcasts, but knowing that we were going to be short on news and we were going to be getting all of our news this week before the launch of season 11, um, I wanted to try and just delay it, give myself an opportunity to get some rest. Um, if you can tell my voice is still kind of rough right now, um, or at least I can hear it. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but if you can, I, I apologize. But I'm going to try and get through this trailer uh, as quickly and as as best as I can, just so that we can I can kind of get back onto resting my voice for this weekend. Um, I got to finish watching the trailer this morning. It was uh, kind of hard to parse just because obviously I was doing it, you know, while I was trying to uh, eat lunch and stuff. <clears throat> and I got to uh, actually sit down and watch it, watch it after work and took down some notes, kind of going through all the different things and give you my raw impressions of it uh, right off the bat. Uh, this is going to be a paradigm shift for Sea of Thieves. Um, they talked about how like guilds and uh, hourglass and captaincy and stuff like that. that. Those were all kind of foundational changes to the game. This is legitimately a, a paradigm shift. It is a philosophy change for what Sea of Thieves is uh, on par with what I think like Safer Seas is. Um, <clears throat> I've never seen them do something like this that harkens back to the alpha days of Sea of Thieves, uh, seeing the, the old videos of them showing things like the way they're doing this, it is going to drastically change how you approach your night to night sailing. Um, I'm very curious to see how people kind of flow with this, but there's a lot to cover. And obviously I'm going to try and cover as much as I can that I know about based on the, the trailer. So Let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> reputation gains for completing a voyage. Rather than 100% based off of the loot that you turn in, you now actually earn a portion of that just by completing voyages. Uh, that is nuts to me. I, I did not ever expect them to do that. The fact that Rare is actually moving to this gives me a sense that they are trying to continuously reward people. And I think part of that is because of, of the other part of the reputation change that's coming that uh, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure on, but I, I, it seems alluded to in the video. I'm sure we'll probably find out more and I'll talk about it for uncertainty uh, next week when we get the actual deep dive video. But um, yeah, the fact that you actually earn reputation just for completing voyages is, is really interesting. The way it's set up right now, we are all kind of working towards level 75 with the major emissaries, um, Reaper's Bones, Athena's Fortune, uh, 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 Merchant Alliance, Order Souls, and trade and Gold Hoarders, right? Um, those are all kind of very interesting in the sense that we've always kind of had like a couple others on the sidelines that have never really gotten too much attention, but that's okay because you know, I'm sure when they do, they probably will address this and they have addressed this. And uh, I think the last week's episode when I talked about the podcast about how they plan on addressing Hunter's Call kind of more as like a full on redo of that of that reputation instead of just being a kind of way to justify fishing. But this is very unique for them. Um, having a level 100, having distinctions, um, which I believe are kind of the way that they're going to be designed for guilds where once you hit level 100 in the, the leveling system, uh, you will earn a distinction. 
that will then reset the level back down to one and you will work your way through this. Um, if, if they're doing what I think they're doing, if this is what I think it is, I'm finally getting my prestige system. I'm, I'm very excited to see how this feels. Uh, having, having reputation to earn, having levels to earn has always been something that has been kind of missing once you hit a pirate legend. And I think having distinctions tied into trade companies, I think is going to be a great way to continuously drive people to want to get loot. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I think it's very cool to have that ability kind of built in now to earn reputation distinctions. It'll give you rings. The rings can go for your left or right hand. Um, and become more elaborate the the higher level of distinction that you have um, doesn't really fly very well for those of us like to wear gloves or have hooks um, but it's an option it's a thing so it'll be something that will give players an opportunity to kind of show things off if they want um, but the fact that they're doing that is just kind of a way to con continuously build into a system <clears throat> that currently doesn't reward long-time play and guilds and captaincy honestly don't generally feel like a reason to to kind of work towards those because you're consistently just doing the same thing that you normally would do um, but without any actual rewards or, or reasons to to kind of work on that i think guilds was the first time a lot of us started working towards leveling systems <clears throat> sorry i'm i'm having a hard time going with this so there's going to be new ship items uh that are rewards that are coming um as well as as like uh trade company plushies there's some some nice wall banners uh there's unique items like a cobweb covered mirror and some clocks that i really liked that come along with these distinctions so not just the rings themselves i'm, I'm really excited to kind of check these out <clears throat> especially this uh, cobweb covered mirror i'm very curious to find out what that is and if it's tied to the um bleakwood stuff uh which if it is i 100 will will love kind of collecting that for a, a nice cosmetic set and uh, honestly um i'm kind of underselling it here but this is this is huge for sea of thieves i think this is going to be something that will help kind of give you some some reason to want to work towards certain things there may be an item that finally kind of piques your interest <clears throat> that you want that you can start working towards and start kind of leveling up your distinctions um kind of in the same way guilds is but guilds this will feel more personal. So we don't have a whole lot really right now to go off of that. Um, so I'm going to kind of leave that one to to what that is for now. But um, hopefully when I'm feeling better, I'll be able to dive into a little bit more about that. But I'm just really impressed with Rare right now uh, that they're, they're willing to budge on any reputation, reward, anything like that being solely based off of the actual loot turn in. Um, we were getting like emissary level out of like completing voyages and things like that, but getting actual reputation, I think will help alleviate some of the pain of not actually getting to turn in loot. Um, granted, it's a, a very sig small, significant amount or an insignificant amount of reputation, but completing voyages, I think, is one of the issues that Sea of Thieves has right now. A lot of people don't. And a lot of people just kind of throw them down for miles or, or to purchase them for stuff and to actually complete them to get that little bit of extra reputation um, in a system that is going to reward prestiging uh, or, or getting those distinction levels, I think is, is going to be helpful for the, the lifetime of the game. Um, so I've talked a lot about reputation uh, quests. Quests have completely changed. Um, they are they're, they're doing away with all the uh, with all the time limited ones. They gave us fair warning on that. Um, good reason to. I don't know how the commendations are going to work now, but 
<clears throat> what I will say is, is that the quest table, or I, would, I should say the captain's table, is now going to be where you engage with for your actual quests. Um, I don't know if this is something that is going to, I, like, I, I'm genuinely curious how the voting system still works, if that still works. Like, if, if one person will go and kind of build up the voyage that they want to do, and that creates a voyage to vote on, and then you can go do stuff. Like, they didn't, they didn't talk about that very much at all. So I'm very curious about how that system works. But um, right now, uh, there are a bunch of different options for your quest table. So you've got Discover, you've got Voyages, you've got um, Special Voyage, or no, excuse me, Tall Tales, and then Liked Voyages. So Discover is going to be kind of your catch-all for a lot of people to kind of engage with time-limited stuff, as well as understanding where you should be going or what you should be working towards if you're just starting out Sea of Thieves. Uh, if you're a veteran, you're probably not going to need this necessarily, um, but there's still going to be content in there that will be relevant to like season passes, golden glory events, uh, time limited um, stuff that comes up for holidays, things like that. Uh, next up, you've got Voyages, which I think is going to be kind of the meat and potatoes of, uh, of everyone's kind of night. You've got it broken down by trade company. You select into the trade company. It'll then kind of show you a list of the different types of voyages that you can actually select. So, for example, Gold Hoarder, you've got Buried Treasures, Riddles, Treasure Vaults, a Medley, not to be confused with a Melody, uh, and then Raid Voyages. Um, each one of these is kind of unique because they're actually going to be giving you five different clocks. Uh, each clock will indicate how long it takes. Um, and same thing with like raid voyages as well too. So like uh, the buried treasure one, it starts off with one clock uh, out of the five, um, kind of indicating that it's a shorter actual voyage. Um, it doesn't indicate the value of that voyage. I think that's something that I think I'm very curious to understand. Like, you know, is, is the longer voyage is going to reward you with more uh, higher level loot or is it going to still be good loot even if it's a shorter voyage? And it doesn't really give you an idea of how long each of the five clocks is equal to in amount of like minutes. Um, they showed a, a raid voyage, uh, which is a, uh, the world events essentially. So like sea forts, um, what else did they have? Sea forts, shrines, ashen winds, sunken treasuries, ghost ship battles, skeleton ship battles. Um, basically those, uh, a treasury, a sunken treasury, roughly about 20 minutes to complete. I would say on, on an average for most people, uh, that was listed at four out of five clocks, which at 20 minutes would mean that each clock would be representative of about five minutes. Now, if that's accurate, that's surprising to think that a buried treasure is listed as a uh, one clock, like a five minute voyage. That seems insane to me. So I, I really don't know where where the time frame is going to be for those. Uh, very curious to understand how that works out. But the fact that they're doing this is really awesome. Um, it's, it's one of the things that I think kind of harkens back to the early days of this podcast where I talked about, you know, Rare respecting the player's time. How a lot of players have to dedicate anywhere between two and four hours a night to get a meaningful amount of stuff done. And you can obviously, you can go for less, but is it, it's not really going to be worth your time to do that. And this looks to be alleviating that. In, in a sense, we'll have to see, we'll have to kind of, you know, play it by ear for now, take it in, in, in stride and kind of see how things test out. Obviously insiders have been testing this 
probably for a while, but uh, it's very interesting to kind of see how this is going to work for people. Are they going to understand it? Should they put a time frame on there to give people an idea of, of what those time frames mean? And it's going to be different for everyone. You know, obviously someone working on a riddle who's never played the game, one clock is going to be a very long time for them. Whereas it may not be for someone who's memorized every single rock painting, skeleton, scarecrow, and gravestone on all of the islands, you know? So be interesting to kind of see how this works, um, how the loot is, is set up for that. And then you've got things like Order of Souls, where you've got like bounties, ghost ship, medallies, uh, raid voyages, merchants have cargoes, uh, contracts, lost shipments, melodies, and raid voyages. And then it left it open. Um, they never actually showed this in the video, but it, it showed Hunter's Call, Reaper's Bones, Athena's Fortune, and then Special Voyages. In the Special Voyages, they had Random Voyages, The Legend of the Sunken Kingdom, and then Limited Voyages, which I think are going to be tied to special events, things like that. But the Legend of the Sunken Kingdom is an interesting one because it kind of ties to the um, curse that you get from that uh, actual thing. And it's kind of hidden. And it kind of makes me wonder if this is potentially a place for them to offer up a way for you to discover the voyage quest line that kind of works you through towards discovering who DeMarco's killer is, which right now is really just kind of lost to, to time. Um, in fact, I think most players joining the game may never even find out about DeMarco, uh, who he was, um, you know, why it's important to to go to like Sea Dog's Rest and check out the thing. Like that whole that whole thing is in the past now, you know. New people will never never get to experience that unless we decide to go and, you know, if the comic books actually kind of uh, go to seek out his soul, like they suggest, we may actually see him back. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to kind of find out there. But the special voyages, for all intents and purposes, look like they're going to be kind of the catch-all for um <clears throat> stuff that is time limited we'll have to kind of see what that means but having hunter's call obviously right now there's no voyages for hunter's call i i anticipate them doing something with that soon it's hard to know like what they'll do whether they have you go hunting down specific types of creatures or uh having to go fish in certain specific locations for special fish We'll have to see where that goes. And Reaper's Bones obviously is a very weird one as well, too, because they also don't have any voyages. Um, <clears throat> all in all, I think the quest table system um, is very daunting at first. I think it's going to take some getting used to. Uh, changes like this typically do. But the way this is set up feels like they've put a lot of effort into building out the system so that you can easily expand upon the voyage types so obviously, like if you look at Order of Souls um, compared to Gold Hoarders, there's a big difference between the types of voyages that are available for Order of Souls versus Gold Hoarders. Um, just looking at the list, you can see that there's a buried treasure, there's a riddle, there's a, a treasure vault available just in the base of those. Order of Souls has one less than that. They just have bounties and ghost ship battles. Uh, Merchant Alliance, however... <clears throat> up with uh, Gold Hoarder has merchant contracts, cargo runs, and lost shipments. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Order of Souls was given another voyage type sometime in the future. Hard to say how or what, but I could definitely see that. And the new system allows for them to easily kind of insert that into the UI. It's just a choice now. It's not like a specific voyage that you have to go and buy. In fact, I don't think that you do buy any voyages now uh, the way this system works. So that kind of takes me to 
<clears throat> one of the other concerns that I have with this, and this is something that I think uh, everyone should try and take advantage of. I almost knocked over my tea right there. Um, so you should try and take advantage of the way the current system is right now to try and help burn through some of that gold that you might be lingering on. And the reason I say that is because there are uh, specific commendations tied to purchasing voyages. Um, I'm trying to pull up my pirate information right now on the website just so I can kind of take a look at this to give you guys a little more specific um, verbiage on how these works or how these work, you know, but looking at gold hoarders, um, gold hoarder voyages, there's one for uh, completing 250 gold hoarder voyages, which I'm pretty close on. I'm like 224 out of 250. You've obviously got the uh, uh, earned gold for the gold hoarders. You've got the the nautical miles while sailing as a gold hoarder on, on a gold hoarder voyage. But then you've got <clears throat> Seeker of the Lost Maps. Seeker of the Lost Maps is 250 purchased gold hoarder voyages. And thankfully, I, I have that one knocked out, so I'm not too worried about that one. Um, I guess I have to go back here to actually check my other reputations here. So taking a look at Order of Souls, I've already purchased my 250, but completion-wise, I'm only at 128 out of 250. And obviously, because a lot of that is, you know, the amount of time invested into Order of Souls takes a lot longer than some of the digs or riddles that you can do. Uh, likewise, with Merchant Alliance, I've already purchased all my 250 for those. So given that this new system <clears throat> originates from your quest table, if you're playing the game now and you haven't gone and purchased your 250 and you're sitting on millions and millions of gold, chances are you probably got these done. But if you don't, I would recommend taking the next week going through and trying to buy all of those if you can, because I'm not sure how that system is going to work but i can tell you the more time you put into it earlier on before the the season 11 comes next week on next tuesday which is weird that it's a next it's tuesday by the way if you don't know january 23rd season 11 is is shipping they usually ship these on a thursday it's typically on the 25th is what it would be but they're doing this on a 23rd which is again kind of hearkening back to the old days when we used to get updates on the tuesdays and then it turned into wednesdays and then it turned into thursdays when they said they were going to have an update every two weeks and then the two weeks kept slipping and then it turned into three weeks and then they just eventually started doing monthlies and then um, the monthlies turned into whenevers and then the whenevers turned into seasons um that's <laughs> six years of sea of thieves right there for you but um i would i would really sorry i'm having a real rough time of this uh i would really recommend that you go and ensure that you've got your purchased voyages now the completion portion of this i think is going to be easier with this new system just because you can kind of tailor make your voyage so if you need to get the completions done you can do the the shorter ones and if you don't care about treasure if you don't care about that stuff which i i think you should because of the prestige system and the reputation gains and all that good stuff um you can kind of ditch the loot and not necessarily need to do it you still get some reputation for it but obviously if you know if gold isn't your goal and cosmetics are then completions are going to uh you know work towards those commendations if you're looking for something specific from that i don't think there's anything tied to it that i can think of off the top of my head but that might change um i actually don't know so we'll have to kind of see how that works as well too but um taking a look at how this system is set up i really like it uh i'm not gonna lie um i'm excited for this i think that 
them telling us that they were going to be getting rid of time limited voyages was concerning because I didn't really understand where the system was going to go. But um, having the way to having a way to curate your voyages, I think will dramatically improve the quality of life of the where do I go? What do I do? Treasure hunting experience in Sea of Thieves. You still have Tall Tales. Those are all still in the quest radial or those are on the quest table now as well. You can select those the way you do. It doesn't really dive into yet. Um, I'm sure we probably will find out, but uh, we have yet to find out how checkpoints work. Um, I know Rare doesn't really like people exploiting checkpoints to be able to jump servers, um, especially if there's another ship in, in a vicinity. Jumping through a tall tail checkpoint is a good way to ditch them if you're if you don't want to deal with them or you want to deny them something, even if it's not, you know, if it's just supplies, you can deny them supplies. Not that supplies are hard to get by nowadays. Um <clears throat> but we really don't know how that's going to work. They've got Shores of Gold, they've got A Pirate's Life, and they've got The Legend of Monkey Island all kind of showcased at the beginning of the quest radio or the quest table for Tall Tales. They also have a different section there, which is kind of set up for another set of Tall Tales that aren't tied to the first groups, but also room for two additional story groupings of tall tales which gives them breathing room if they do want to go and do another kind of tall tale story uh you know thing that they want to do you know they want to do like a, a one piece one they wanted to go do an, a pirate pan or a pi or a, uh no peter pan style one then they've already got two slots available for a set of tall tales dedicated just to those themes if they wanted to do something like that <clears throat> All right, I uh, had to take a break there and uh, kind of rest my voice for a little bit. Let's get into next topic, um, new loot. So uh, there's going to be new loot. It's trade company loot or emergent loot. There's a difference between the two, obviously, because I, I said it that way, and hopefully you understood that. But uh, there's um, a new cartographer weapon set that is coming out that is split up between the pistol and the blunderbuss which is tied to trade company loot that is very specific to the trade company loot and there's going to be uh the cutlass and eye of reach which are going to be tied to the emergent voyage loot so things like shipwrecks messages and a bottle quests those are going to be the emergent loot it's going to be worth a lot apparently and it's going to help increase the commendation count to get those weapons um think of the fof or the, uh, the chest of fortune type stuff or the reaper's bounties. So rare is trying to incentivize uh, using cosmetics as a way to hunt down specific types of treasure and treasure that you can find anywhere in the game or playing through the game in a natural state to help increase that, which means that for reapers, it's going to be nice because you can still do stuff to find that kind of stuff, but you're also going to be able to come across it more often than if it were just a chest of fortune. Some of the other new cosmetics that are coming are now trade or trade company ship crests those are going to be tied to raid voyages it looks like uh completions of those are going to rank you up in the commendations that will probably be created for those ship crests to be able to unlock them which is kind of cool i like that they're earnable in this sense uh they're not just an emporium thing um we are getting new emporium content i'm not going to cover that in this episode because i can feel i'm fading fast here so i'll probably cover that next week uh, after the deep dive video. And uh, there's a new maestro. Um, so music lovers out there, if you've wanted to ever feel like a, a, a conductor um, for an orchestra, you've got a new maestro set that is coming to 
the actual trade or the actual uh cause cosmetic shops yeah the the clothing shops that's what i was going for um there's a new uh trade company ui so you'll still turn in treasure to trade companies um i i believe that the uh emphasis here is kind of nice because they are asking you to turn in loot to the trade company representatives <clears throat> it's kind of a refocus back on the trade companies which i've been talking about as needing to be a thing for a bit uh, i think everyone kind of feels that way as well too but having the sovereigns be de-incentivized um tied to the reputation gains obviously will help kind of allow rare to approach the story of the sovereigns who they are why they came to see if they use what the goal is without destroying the uh game changer that uh, sovereigns brought in with um you know being able to turn in all treasure to the sovereigns to earn the same amount of gold and reputation that you would if you were to normally turn it into the trade companies uh it's really hard to say right now how much emphasis is going to be put on the trade companies as far as turn in points but it's clear that they've thought about this oh you guys aren't having to hear this but I'm having a mute and uh, I'll cut out the silence and stuff later on while I'm editing this. But oh my gosh. Mm. Um, where was I? Uh, trade company UI. So now that's all shifted out. So all the quests that you normally would purchase from the trade companies, so that's all removed. You can now see all of the promotional items that you would normally get as you were ranking through the uh, trade companies. You would see those kind of in the two little slots next to the promotion period or the, the promotion section of that trade company representatives UI that is all now kind of laid out for you. So you can see all of the possible ones, um, seeing that they're all there gives me hope that we'll be able to use some of the lower ranking versions of those, which has been lost. If you've ever, uh, promoted yourself, um, while you were working through the, the company, factions obviously like uh, it's it's that thing to kind of promote yourself to get the higher level we've never had access to the uh, lower versions if you've ever progressed beyond that this kind of looks like the the option might be coming in the future it's hard to know um, but a very cool thing to kind of at least for now see like okay well they're adding more stuff they're they're adding a ways for you to buy items through the reputation obviously the the uh, distinctions and things like that are going to be very important as you're kind of working your way up through the levels. And uh, I like that they are allowing you to kind of see what's on the horizon. That's not, you know, that's not something that they typically do. Um, and some of the examples that they showed were like the Spyglass and Pocket Watch for the Merchant Alliance. Uh, but additionally, they showed like the blunderbuss and the uh, the speaking trumpet, the shovel um, that you can earn as you're working your way up through like the the 100 levels. And they've got three pages uh, on the actual like UI for this. So I'm thinking that there's going to be additional stuff that is is uh, earned or unlocked as you kind of move your way up through distinction levels as well. Potentially hard to say, but it'll be very curious to see like how that actually works. So um, next on today's docket, I wanted to talk about diving. Uh, diving is a new feature in Sea of Thieves. Well, it's actually an old feature that was uh, kind of used for the hourglass stuff. And it was solely for hourglass. And there's a lot of questions right now regarding that. Um, how it works, how how it's going to be set up. And ultimately, we're still going to be kind of asking a lot of questions until we actually get to the, the actual launch and we're able to test out a lot of this for ourselves. 
Uh, but for the time being, we have a pretty good understanding of how that's going to be set up. So there's going to be two types of diving. There's going to be diving for uh, world events or, or raid voyages, as they're calling them now. Um, and then there's going to be diving to the location of a voyage. And when you choose a voyage, you're going to get an option. You can either dive to the location or you can sail to the location. Now, if you dive to the location, you submerge beneath the waves for a short amount of time. And when you reemerge, you'll be at your destination quickly, which kind of coincides with the idea that the timer might be on a five increment period for those little clocks on the actual voyage, especially if you're sailing out you, you know it could take five minutes just to get to your first island but if you're able to dive there and pop back up on a server where you're not populated near there then that would actually kind of help afford you the time it would take to actually get there this is also part of the fundamental shift the paradigm shift that uh, i think rare is taking with sea of thieves um they are giving players who are veterans uh and and uh, non-veterans but players who, who might not have a lot of time the opportunity to get to their first location quickly one of the caveats to this is if you choose to submerge and beneath the waves and arrive at your next location for the next voyage any treasure on board your ship or emergent voyages will be lost when you dive to the next quest which means that loot and voyages are going to be locked per server so if you're on a server and you first logged into the game got a bunch of supplies hopped into your ship went to the captain's table, set up your voyage, and then chose to dive to the location. Any loot that you might have picked up that was around the outpost that you put on your ship will stay on that server. Or any emergent voyages that you might have gotten from barrels, if it's a you know a cargo crate thing or, or um, <clears throat> you know just a random order of souls, those are all going to disappear when you dive. It's going to be just like if you went through a tall tale thing. So loot and voyages are still server specific for this. You cannot retain the same voyage going between servers. If you want to negate that, <clears throat> you can choose to sail to or sail to location, which is going to be kind of your on par average normal thing to do that you normally do right now. You know, you throw down a voyage, you go to, you sail to the location, and then you complete the voyage and then continue on your way. You can continue doing these voyages by sailing to the location and stack your loot if that's what you want to do. That is still going to be an opportunity for you. No one's taking that away. What they're doing is they're offering you an opportunity. If you know you don't have a whole lot of time and you do want to get something done and you don't have anything of value on your ship yet, you can dive to the location, complete that voyage, and then sail to the nearest outpost to turn it in or not. You don't necessarily have to if you're just going in for a little bit of reputation, but you run out of time and you need to leave the server, your loot, the voyages, those will all stay on the server once you log out, but at least you'll earn a little bit of reputation if you still happen to complete that voyage. <clears throat> this is something that I will probably elaborate more on when we get more details about this, um, but there's also going to be those raid voyages, the world events. And the way that those are set up right now is, is that they unlock we don't know how they unlock but they're tied to the trade companies and we've seen some stuff come out from uh from from mike chapman on twitter thankfully he's been kind enough to try and field questions for people so i will try to talk about those uh one of the questions that came up on twitter 
came from Evil Monkey, says, uh, does your rep upgrade when digging up chests or only after a completed voyage? I think it's, it was kind of clear in the video that I think it's by completed voyages. The video kind of belied that because as soon as you dug up a chest, it sh you shoot, you got to see the actual like reputation earn. Um, but I think it was, if that was like the one chest that you had to dig up for that one voyage, that would be the justification for why the reputation went up there. And then he asked while diving to world events or will d diving to world events be only non-contested or can you dive to an already contested world event? Mike says on, or Mike Chapman says online, uh, you will only dive to non-contested world events, but that doesn't stop other players sailing over to you in that server. Um, additionally, he went on to talk about how there's actually a uh, cooldown time between when you actually dive. Uh, that is something that they'll probably go into more detail on in the deep dive video. We, we won't know exactly what that cooldown timer is, but that was something that kind of uh, was, was kind of shared with here. So it'll be interesting to kind of see, um, <clears throat> kind of be interesting to see like if there's going, if people are going to be able to complete a world event, say like, um, I don't know, like a ash and wind, you got a bunch of bubble sticks and you sail over to it or you dive to it. Actually, I don't know if bubble sticks are going to transfer over or not. That's a good question too. Uh, very interesting to kind of have to see a science this, if it acts just like a tall tale or if it, acts like an hourglass like what will stay what won't you know will you have to throw all your supplies in barrels it'll be interesting to kind of work all that out but um the idea of being able to complete one of those quickly enough and then go turn it in uh is the timer going to be short enough that you can go and then dive to another world event if that's what you want to do <sighs> okay um one of the questions came up uh curious about the design decision to not allow diving to contested world events um, Mike said that they did test this at, as their first choice, but it was too frustrating. It felt like a PVP mode where you wanted to sink the other ship before getting on with the fort, just lost the unpredictable organic feel. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a big concern that a lot of people have right now about this system is how is the organic feel of CFEs going to feel in adventure? Uh, having, having the ability to sail directly to a world event. Um, I think will actually help kind of kind of give people the opportunity to do world events on 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 demand, which will, you know, I, I think they'll get done a lot quicker. I think you'll have less stagnant world events in the game because there's going to be someone trying to complete something at some point at, at any given time. And there's a good chance that they'll probably, you know, come to an uncontested one if no one wants to do it. I know Reapers love doing the uh, the skeleton ship battle in the middle of the seas because it's an easy way to get to rank five. And it's also a decent amount of gold. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how that all works out. One of the other questions that I saw on Twitter uh, says that um, diving to get to world events or next part of each voyage does not sound like that immersive to me. Sea of Thieves is the only game where sailing around to do voyages like a real pirate is possible. Uh, Mike kind of chimed in on this and says that think of this as a session starter. You can't dive while you're on an active voyage. And if you want to stack multiple voyages, you can't dive between if you want to keep the loot. You still, you'll still be sailing from island to island and we believe we've struck a nice balance. So really, I think that the the dive to location is really only going to help when you want to go do something that is like a specific world event to kick you off 
to like get you some loot or get you get you some emissary value or get you some uh, supplies and given the nature of you know some of the commendations that will probably come in with the uh, raid voyage uh, uh, loot that's going to be tied to those in, in some fashion um, I imagine that's going to be what a lot of people jump on I don't know how many people are going to sail to location when it comes to a standard voyage but just having the option I think is going to be a great way to kind of deal with the fact that sometimes it just takes a while depending on the, the RNG that that pops up with you know what void or what what uh I guess <clears throat> what islands you get one of the problems I see with this maybe is going to be how do they handle devil's roar voyages are those still going to be available um it looks like they are but one of the questions that I have is are you going to are you you know if I throw down a devil's roar voyage and I am just, you know, in the shores of plenty and I say dive to location and it decides to pop me up at the island that I'm at, is there a potential that that volcano is going to be active? Because that's going to suck. So where does it put you when you dive to location? Like, does it put you within the, the banner range? I'm assuming it's going to be within, uh, you know, at the banner range when you if you ever sail I don't, I don't know if i need to explain this but I, I might just for the sake of people making sure they i i i know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about but with the sailing to an island there's always that banner that pops up a lot of people have it disabled but some people still have it pop up to let you know like this is the name of the island um <clears throat> that is based on a range from the actual island and uh if that's where they spawn you in from i could see that being a safe enough distance from an island like uh, in the devil's roar that might have an active volcano but that's not exactly a, a question that got answered in a trailer so i am kind of curious to know how does that work because <laughs> i can see that being a real bummer of a thing one of the other things that didn't really come up uh is like the emergent stuff how does the emergent stuff work like does loot spawn on a shipwreck um when you sail up to it that's typically how it works you know whenever you get to a shipwreck uh or within range of the rendering of the shipwreck the loot populates randomly it's got a, a fair amount of stuff that could pop up in there um but how's that going to work for uh robots are, are robots still going to be able to do what they normally do with shipwrecks and if they are great um they didn't address how emissaries tie into this i imagine it's probably the same system no changes there most likely uh one of the other questions that came up was one that actually came from the discord uh which i thought was really nice it was good to see and uh asking for questions over there um people's republic said the represented faction diving what types of loot you are or you know, say the represented faction driving what types of loot you get from world events which I, I haven't mentioned yet but anytime you go do a world event based on the trade company that you've unlocked it for one of those raid voyages uh it will spawn loot that is specific to that trade company so it's not long no longer going to be a um kind of random assortment of different treasure uh so i like this idea i like the idea that you know if you're sailing merchant alliance and you hate absolutely hate delivering animals well if you unlock something and you go sail as a trade company for that and you decide to choose a skeleton fort or fort of fortune for the merchant alliance when you go to do that and you complete it the loot that is in that vault should theoretically based on the system 
be based on the trade company that you're doing it for. So it should be Merchant Alliance loot, which is a great way to progress this. Doesn't exactly tie in my mind to how the Merchant Alliance, I think, really is associated. But to be fair, uh, Skeleton Forts and Fort of Fortunes are stolen loot from pirates by skeletons and stored there for Flameheart. So maybe they're just being a little more picky about what they put down in there. Uh, one of the questions that did come up from this that I think is um, interesting is, is how does this new loot system for the world events get affected for running uh, Reapers, Reapers Bones? And <clears throat> as far as I know, uh, they may not have this system. They may not have access to run world events uh, as the, the Reapers. We don't know that for sure. But if they do, I imagine the system is already in place to have a random assortment of loot. So that may be the way that you get the standard random set of stuff for the three major trade companies, as well as like the one Athena chest. Um, be very interesting to kind of see how this all works out because we really don't know a whole lot. And I'd be very curious to know if this is something that the deep dive that we'll get later this week that I'll talk about next week will actually cover a lot of that. Uh, let's see. One of the other questions that I saw was um, what story beat can we expect in season 11? Will adventures return? I very much anticipate the story beat for season 11 to pick up where Briggsy's story adventures left off. Uh, Mike did say online that adventures will return, but they'll they'll be in a while. They're not going to be right at the start of season 11, uh, and we'll probably be getting into that story as well as Flameheart's return throughout this year. If I had to guess, I would honestly expect that the sixth anniversary um, will be the actual Flameheart Returns moment. The, the celebration for the sixth year of Sea of Thieves in March will probably be when they bring Flameheart back. One of the interesting things that I did see online was there was uh, the comment from one of the people on Twitter saying, to be honest, the adventure stories was, was the entire reason I still played the game. Uh, Mike responded, said, thank you. Not everyone felt the same, though, as it was hard to keep track of. Um, and that's I I think that that's part of the part of the boon and part of the problem with um, adding stuff in the game. It's a double edged sword. Unfortunately, in this case, if you put story based content into the game permanently, one of the troubles is, is that the world kind of moves around it and then that content starts to feel dated but it still acts as a way for other players or new players who aren't privy to the current going ons to kind of catch up and understand, you know, find the the history behind the characters that are currently in the active story. Um, so it's, it's going to be something like the veil voyages where, you know, we're talking about getting the, the veil stones and it's like, okay, well, we're, we're far beyond the veil stones in the story of sea of thieves, but that aspect of the game is still there. Um, I still hope that adventures make their way to Sea of Thieves in some fashion so that players will have an opportunity to go through the, the main story of Sea of Thieves, the actual story story of Sea of Thieves, as opposed to the Tall Tales, which are a lot more focused on outside characters coming through them um, with A Pirate's Life and The, the uh, Secret of Monkey Island. Stuff like that I think is great, uh, and I'm glad that it's in the game. <clears throat> but I think the adventures having the the history of, of Sea of Thieves being captured in some way is both difficult to address, given... Obviously, things like, uh, you know, the battle for, you know, Golden Sands outpost, 
kind of thing but uh, that that all will have to get worked out at some point yeah, or there'll have to be some sort of way to recapture some of that um we do have a, a new front end system for videos so there's very easily or there is a way for them to tell story uh to catch people up through the front end of the actual game with those videos if they wanted to um i actually funny enough i didn't I didn't catch this. Uh, I wish I had because I probably sound a lot smarter right now, but I did sound smart a little bit ago because one of the other questions was, uh, I just have a lingering question about the orb. Uh, Mike responded, said that uh, the orb is worth watching. I have a feeling it will start saying more in time. Definitely has a big role to play this year. One of the other people asked, what does in time mean? Uh, Mike said, don't expect quote unquote major changes in the next two months. So, like I said, I would I'm willing to bet Flameheart's sixth anniversary. So March, expect the orb to be blazing hot. Uh, looking for the 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 most powerful pirate on the seas, Captain Flameheart, and uh, not his uh, his son. One of the other questions that we got in the discord was um, there was winks and smiles about future updates, refresh and enhancements for Hunter's Call in the last official podcast I brought up earlier. We see at least uh, perceptively or perceptionally that this will not happen in season 11. I agree. Uh, what do you think these enhan enhancements might be and why is the correct answer voyages to track down and battle large mythological beasts on sea, land and air? Also, when are we getting dolphin mounts uh, and dinghies? So. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. There's been a lot of talk and illusions. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> just based off of the art book, uh, the art book has concept designs for things like boars and bigger creatures uh, that we've seen paintings of on Sea of Thieves. Now, it doesn't it doesn't mean that there's going to be a, a reason or for why these creatures show up randomly on Sea of Thieves after years and years of not being on any of the islands. But what I will say is, is that it would make sense for Rare to go and try to address that aspect of the Hunter's Call specifically. I do think that we will probably see something like eagles or large uh, flying creatures in the game, uh, birds of prey if effectively. And I imagine we'll probably see things like boars or uh, cat wildcats, um, larger creatures in on the actual islands that will be aggressive for once as opposed to the very benign animals that we have on a regular basis now. And taking those out, I imagine, uh, especially if you take a look at the latest um, Emporium update stuff that's coming out, they've got a boar hunter set uh, that is is already leaning heavily into the Yes, we know Hunter's Call is being ignored. Yes, we do have ideas. Yes, we are going to be leading into those ideas with some stuff in the future. I don't think that's coming season 11. I think that's probably going to be season 13. But because of you know the desire for that, I think one of the biggest questions is, is what are they going to do to try and enrich some of the sea life? And I think that we're due for a new sea beast. I think that the sea beast will not be a cephalopod. It won't be a shark. I'm not quite sure what it could be, but I am genuinely thinking that we are going to get a new sea 
East. Now, if they decide to go for go that route, then there's always the idea that I think I can't remember who, who I talked to about this, but I remember having an idea a long time ago about a wild rock ROC that would come and clamp its claws into the side of your ship and try to lift your ship up into the air and then drop you causing damage. The only way you could actually get the rock to leave you alone was you had to use your guns and your swords to hack at the claws, talons that were actually clamped into your ship. This thing would be huge. And then when it was actually done, you could use the harpoons, which we have now, or the cannons to damage the rock as it flew and circled around. You think of like a megalodon kind of doing its, its or a vulture kind of circling around, you know, uh, hunting um, pirates. And there'd be a potential for you to get picked up if you weren't paying attention uh, off of the ship. And, you know, it would it would pick you up and, and you know, squeeze you, give you some damage and then drop you. Kind of like how a, a kraken would work. But it would be something looming in the sky. Um, think a la the uh, divine beasts in breath of the wild you know you could see it on the horizon and you you know much like a storm could choose to ignore it or you could sail to it and just have an opportunity to really have that be something in the game i also think that this would be a fantastic creature for the devil's roar i think it would be great if it was like a flaming rock where and i know i'm saying rock and you're thinking rock r-o-c-k i'm talking the bird r-o-c um but having something like that or like a giant phoenix that is birthed from a volcano, I think it would be a fantastic addition to Sea of Thieves. It would be something that, you know, you could easily kind of tie into the ancients, keeping it, you know, stored away. I'm thinking like a giant egg in a volcano that's slowly being incubated, kind of like the uh, giant rock egg on um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, if you know that one. If you know that one, you know what I'm talking about, but... I think something like that would be really fun. I think it'd be fun to have something to venture out to the Devil's Roar that would be not just skeletons and not just geezers, not just volcanic rocks, but have a beast born of the of the fire out there. You know, something that Flameheart would want to harness as, you know, like <laughs> imagine Flameheart trying to, you know, get this wild phoenix as a part of his uh, uh as a part of his arsenal and fly around on you know breathing fire or what have you. you know you make it up yeah come up with some cool stuff have have like a phoenix breathing fire for if you want or a wild rock breathing fire on a ship and causing flames to to rain down on your ship something cool like that i just man wouldn't it just be so much fun i love it i love pretend i love playing pretend sometimes when we're talking about this stuff um i'm gonna say no to the dolphin mounts uh i'm, I'm kind of with trickster in the discord which if you guys don't know the discord uh narwhal mounts is where it's at because you can always dock it onto a ship because they got the horn so they just swim and they just wink right into it and then you just climb across the horn and jump onto the ship um that's the way to go honestly if we're being if we're, if we're going to be serious about this then that that's what it's got to be but i'm um, really happy to see like the possibility here rare talked about it being a foundational change i i adamantly agree that this is genuinely one of the biggest foundational changes that they could bring to the game it completely changes how you approach sailing or, or playing sea of thieves in a way that i I hope has been tested well enough. I have confidence that they that they'll you know they'll shift if they need to, given feedback. They'll make adjustments. But overall, 
um, very happy with, uh, with the potential for the season 11, you know, not, not really being aware of what we're getting into. I'd be very curious to see how much fun we can have with this new system and what this opens up for them in the future. How much easier is it going to be for them to add voyages now that it's not got to be something that they shoehorn in to the trade companies it's just a ui element that shows up on the quest table now and it's easy to drop in and drop out is that going to lead to better discoverability will it be too uh too much of an encumbrance for people to understand or too too obfuscated for people to like be able to figure out what you have to do just to get a voyage are they just going to sail around and find emergent stuff and be very interested to see like what the average pirate thinks versus the diehards uh, where that where that carrot on the stick is going to land with a lot of people. Um, you know, what is it going to be their goal? Where are they going to work towards? You know, what kind of trade company factions do they really want to do? Um, <clears throat> I've long since felt that, you know, trade companies have been something that I like the idea of mastering in all of them, but I also like the idea of focusing in on one and really having that be your bag. You know, I think captaincy kind of was a way for them to say like, oh, well, this is going to be how you really, you know, show off the type of pirate that you are. Believe it or not, we're all kind of the same. <laughs> we all we all kind of work the same. Guilds, a little bit different. Not quite, but still a little bit different. I think trade companies really are kind of the way that speaks to certain pirates. Um, it takes a very special breed to want to be a merchant alliance. And I think if you if you come across those people, those are the ones that you got to be worried about. I'm not too worried about Reapers. I'm not too worried about Athena's fortunes or gold hoarders or order of souls. It's really the merchants that you got to be careful of because that's a that's a, a a kind of dedication to to crazy that you really only see with like high school sweethearts. And and, and I think I'm I'm very serious about that. There, there there's something about high school sweethearts on both sides of the fence. It doesn't matter what side, but that that's a type of crazy that really just speaks to merchant alliance i think um so i'm very curious to see how people work through that uh i'm i'm about dead now i think i think i'm just kind of slowly turning into my pirate skeleton at this point so i'm probably gonna call it here i have to bump up the audio on this i'm looking at the decibel level for the for the tracks and <clears throat> they're about a good three decibels lower than they normally are which means my voice is not projecting at all so i'm gonna have to do some editing on this i'm gonna have to cut out a lot of silence hopefully this episode is a decent enough length for you folks uh if if it's not again i'm super sorry i really did not want to come into this season <laughs> kicking off with this type of energy uh but i i genuinely am interested to see where we go with this because i think i think there's a lot of good potential here if it's executed well and if it's not if it's not too if it's clear enough which they've they've named numerous times in the trailer that there are tutorials for all of this that are replayable so i'm hoping that if they're trying to get a new audience together that this system is well enough designed to, to be able to really educate people on how to play cfus really bump them up from safer seas to high seas let them really experience the full breadth of what this game can offer pirates that's going to do it for this um i'm going to go get some food and then i'm going to go back into bed and complete watching the walking dead which ironically is how i've been feeling so you know that's i'm going to go do that some more i, fi I finally understand what negan is now which is kind of crazy if you guys watch that been out of the loop forever anyway, that's going to do it so 
<clears throat> Pirates, if you like this episode, regardless of how it sounded, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. <laughs>